This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ableist comfort zone. Welcome, welcome. Hello again. Thanks for coming back. Or if it's your first time, next time I'll tell you thanks for coming back. Anyways, so have you ever asked yourself, how should I treat my token disabled friend? (laughs) If you have, today we're going to give you that answer. Two of our hosts are joining us today. Again, I'm Marcia from California. It's Mary Beth from California. So we're talking about ableism we're going to talk about inspiration porn and why we hate it Ugh. and also a little bit about how to support your friends with disabilities or yourself with a disability in sports in everyday life how to be an ally if you don't identify with all of the things someone else identifies with but you still want to support them it's a very real and possible thing so mary beth start us off with uh, one of our favorite isms yeah it's almost too real because a lot of the times I'm like I'm fine I'm good I you know I survive just like anybody else and boom it hits you um so what is ableism ableism just like any other disadvantaged group we experience or um differently abled folks experience our own prejudice discrimination or antagonism. So ableism is a set of beliefs or practices that devalue and discriminate against people with physical, intellectual, or psychiatric disabilities and often rests on the assumption that disabled people need to be fixed in one form or the other. Yeah, so it's the assumption that we are less than, we are other, we are not the normal, we must be some sort of broken or missing something, all of those kind of thoughts and feelings that doesn't make you a bad person in your heart at the start of it but it's the system that was created and you know we're just asking you to think about it (laughs) yeah yeah the idea that we need to be fixed or cured or killed off before we even grow in our mother's womb and we're not you know we have our own privileges as well we're not immune to ableism towards other people with disabilities or internalized ableism towards ourself that's very real because you can spend your entire life having somebody telling you you are less than you must be working harder than everyone else well you're not going to have this you're not allowed to dream and you might believe it but no that's not you that's ableism exactly and you're right in that some some of the people who are the most ableist are other differently abled folks who see themselves as either more disabled or more you know um deserving of a handicap placard or that ADA spot or seat or whatever in the house you know there's just constant battle definitely and, and i and yeah, and I could explain it in a way of, um, you know, how co- like colorism, colorism exists. You know, if you're closer to the norm, and what's the norm, quote unquote, you know, cis, Eurocentric, you know, pale, white, blonde, blue eyes. And if you're in a culture, let's say you live in the islands or certain parts of Asia too, I don't know if it's everyone, I'm not going to lump it, I don't know. Lighter is better. 
you know, you'll you'll see people covering themselves up, staying inside just because they want to look lighter, which is closer to the norm, which is better. And that doesn't make them a bad person, but they just internalized that racism and took it to be, you know, like a reality. Oh, my God. And growing <laughs> up and other Filipino listeners out there, you probably know this exists but there's this papaya soap that's called whitening soap that some of our moms oh my god um, mine was carrot (laughs) (laughs) there's carrot soap that's actually what yeah mine was carrot (laughs) don't tell me it's in your house (laughs) yeah shit like that is out there yeah and that that came to you that exists because of a system that perpetuates that this is the norm this is what we like this is what's good and we're saying now nah, fuck that that's not what's good yeah. <laughs> fuck ableism fuck racism fuck all the isms we're all out here and not one group is better than the other exactly um yeah i mean it's just it's such an interesting or sorry such a an important topic because I hear it I hear it in conversations at work or conversations on other podcasts and that those of us who talk about disability justice and disability equality um, are are so triggered and angry and sensitive all the time and we're we're not allowing for able-bodied people to learn but it's like as frustrating as racism or sexism as it happens on a daily basis, um, we're here to, you know, make folks more informed, make folks less ignorant, and and actually just work together and give people the proper tools to change that dialogue. Um, and especially the idea that, you know, accessibility and equity is just adding a, a ramp to a building or checking off things off of a list so that you... Um, you know, can comply with ADA laws. That's that's not what it's about. It's about the conversations you're having with people, the way that you look at people in the gym or at the grocery store, you know. So we've got some examples. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those of you that are still kind of confused. Oh, man, I got a perfect example, like a story we shared to the page um, last week or so. People that come up to you, you know, whether you are the able-bodied or you have something going on or you don't, whatever, whoever you are, but people that come up to you and say, oh, you're such an angel for working with people that have intellectual disabilities. You must be so patient. Like, bitch, <laughs> I'm just working with people. What do you, what do you mean? And that happens, that happens in your workplace a lot, right, as a physical therapist and since you work with patients with intellectual disabilities and others definitely and there's levels of ableism in that place even though these kids are special needs and have issues there are kids that have you know sensory processing difficulties and they touch some sand and it fucking freaks them out or they hear you know the ambulance we're right by the hospital and this poor kid's freaking out doesn't understand what's happening and you might have the nurse like what the hell's wrong with this kid why are they acting like that like, hello, did you forget where we work? Did you forget yeah. these kids are going through it? <laughs> like, that That's another example of, of everyday ableism. And I think another way you could think of the term, um, besides, you know, obviously discrimination against persons with disabilities, another way you could think of it is 
you're taking an everyday circumstance that for an able-bodied person means one thing and not taking the time to consider what it means for anyone else. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And and it's that, that little time and that consideration. So when people say we're angry, when people feel like we're ranting all the time, when people say, you know, why are we so sensitive? Because you're not taking the time or the consideration. And yeah. Like, not, okay. <laughs> Mm. Oh God, this is gonna bring up a lot of, a lot of history, and a lot of issues. <laughs> <laughs> but like thinking of, like I never thought once that I would be, you know, discriminated against or prevented from doing something that the rest of my family members or friends that I'm going out with, um, to do. Like at Six Flags, once I was told that I couldn't drive the, um go-karts you know and (laughs) and it said on the rules somewhere that they had to have you know um an extension of their arms and an extension of their legs and just seeing that I was missing a hand and I was already sitting in a car with my little brother next to me and the rest of my family and other cars and they pulled me out Oh, come on. Asked me to get out of the car and and told me that I couldn't drive. And I was like, you know, questioning them is is the first step. Like finding out why it is that I'm being discriminated against rather than saying okay and walking away and choosing a different, you know, amusement park or ride or whatever. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, I've got a driver's license. You need me to <laughs> by the state of California. I'm allowed to fucking drive or like <laughs> show me in the handbook why it is that I can't drive uh, a go kart that goes around 20 kilometers or whatever. It's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to my family. And of course, there was a lot of emotion there. But like. There's just so much like miss like ignorance, you know, upon seeing someone who's different from you and saying, no, they shouldn't do that. It's a it's a danger to them and others. Okay, I'm going to make that decision for you, even though the state of California said that you're fine. (laughs) I don't think you're fine because you don't look fine. You don't fit my normal. So, nope. Yeah. Yeah. So How did it actually end? Did you like. Let me speak to your manager then, or... Oh, I spoke to many, many supervisors <laughs> and managers, and um, it led one of the... It led one of the um, associates to tears, actually, because they're like, I'm sorry, I'm just following the rules, and I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the system. Yeah. Or the idea that, you know, you feel like... Or Six Flags feels like they have the right to take that away from somebody. Right. Um, and not show actual proof. So I grabbed tons of handbooks and whatever they had and threatened to sue them. And um, <laughs> so instead they gave me um, front of the line passes for like three to five rides. And I'm like, you know, this ain't solving it. Yeah. I'm coming back for you. So to be continued. But, you know, just... Shit like that. Yeah. And I mean, and there is a disclaimer here because in every circumstance, you might not be in that position. You might not have it. You might not have the energy. You might not have the time. (laughs) You always have a voice if you want to use it. But if you just want to look at this person and say, all right, fuck you and just leave, that's cool. You do you. 
Um, you know, it's not everybody's mission or purpose in life to totally flesh out and fight everything, but and I ab- totally could have yeah. easily done that. And yeah, I, would, I could have been like, okay, you kids go ahead, I'll stay out here, because I, you know, I was the one that drove six or eight cousins to the Six Flags because yeah. I was visiting LA. I was the one that took everybody, and I wanted to be the bigger adult, but I was also frustrated. Yeah, like, definitely. But I think if if you in that circumstance was not comfortable going up to the manager, speaking to this and, you know, kind of fighting out and doing that extra level step, that would have been okay too. The only thing I think that would not have been okay is if you didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing that wouldn't be okay. If you just went home and you said, all right, guys, see you, see you later. And they got off those go carts, you go eat and you went and ate some corn dogs and acted like it didn't happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That would have been some shit. (laughs) And I mean, it's, it's, you know, only one example and it's only one instance where I did act upon it. And I'm sure there were probably others where I was a kid and my mom walked away and said, okay, my kid can't join, then I'm going to choose something else. It's the same thing as, as the organizations that we're fighting now with powerlifting. One federation doesn't allow us to compete, then we'll compete in another, but that's not how it should be. We're fighting for inclusivity everywhere and just like these types of conversations about hearing us out, you know, like we're yeah, not a, we're not an endangerment to anybody we're else. An, yeah, we're not an endangered <laughs> species that needs saving or anything like that. <laughs> but I think if you if you left that situation and didn't talk about it, at least at least bare minimum with the people you came with about how it made you feel, because the people around you need to understand also what it means because then they could affect the people around them, right? So let's say you don't get anywhere with Six Flags. Let's say you you followed up, you don't get anywhere, or you didn't follow up at all. Just talking to the people that you came with, I'm like, look, I want you to know and understand, like, that was fucking ableism. That was some bullshit. This is how I feel. I feel like this should have happened. You know, maybe the next day they'll be somewhere else with their friends. Yo, you know what happened to my cousin? That was some bullshit, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you never know. That person they talked about was with their friend, and then somebody was doing some ableist shit, and they could just be in the back of their head. You know what? I heard this story the other day that got me pretty riled (laughs) up. I'm going to get riled up. right? Like, you never know how far that'll take it. Or even the employee who was touched by that situation and like was confused herself and was in tears. I was on, I was in tears, you know, like we were all very emotional and didn't understand why I wasn't allowed. Shit, maybe they went up higher because that was what, six, seven, eight years ago, six years ago. Um, Maybe some changes happened, but I was, you know, I wasn't emotionally ready to take that on. Um, but I started hearing it more and more in this community. Like Christy um, will lift for food. She she was denied the right to get on a, a water slide, you know, like where you don't even have to use your hand. <laughs> we have what? what the fuck? <laughs> Makes sense. Aren't you strapped with a seatbelt or something? I don't like. I don't that understand. Sense. Hearing mm. more and more about these situations, you know, it's unfortunate that it's so common, but it drives me into changing shit definitely i just but i I definitely want to make it clear folks like if you don't think you could be the activist Mm -hmm. you don't have to sue anybody i need you to talk about it though 
don't yeah. take that shit home with you. Like, I need you to talk about it. It's not cool. It wasn't okay what they said or did or treated. It wasn't cool. Talk about it. Get it off your chest. Affecting yeah. people around you. And um, it's okay to question it. It yeah. is always okay to question the status quo. Just always. because it's written on a fucking handbook or in governmental laws, the IOC, what have you, like, doesn't mean it's set in stone. No, it's not gold. <laughs> it's not a gold standard. Yeah, for me, I think any other example I could probably think of the top of my head for, you know, everyday ableism is um, just going to get a massage. Mm. And, you know, you have like the regular like health checkoff list. And, you know, I'm just minding my business. And, you know, like I said before, like I don't I don't need to hide. I don't hide what I'm going through. If it comes up, it comes up. So, I mean, I didn't put any thought into it. Autoimmune disease check. Heat intolerance check. Skin sensitivity. Yeah, I got that. Hmm, 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 hmm. All my traps are sore. Yeah, check. <laughs> Feet are an area. You know, I'm living my life. I'm filling out a stupid questionnaire. Whatever. But then I get into the room. And the lady reads it, and this bitch wants to know my past medical history. Like, what kind of autoimmune disease? I'm like, why are you asking me this? No, but, like, what kind? I'm like, it doesn't really affect this. I just checked it off because it was there. But what yeah. about the heat sensitivity? Just don't turn, don't don't heat the bed. That's yeah. it. That's all, that's the only, as far as it concerns you. Yeah. And this lady was, like, afraid to touch me. And she literally uh-huh. spent, I don't know how long, just basically lotioning my body. I didn't get a massage. Oh, my God. And I would repeatedly ask her, like, yo, this isn't, um, like, what are you doing? And she'd be like, oh, are you sure this is okay? Are you sure you've gotten a deep massage before? Are you sure you could do this? And I'm like, I, I went through that over and over with her. By the time I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go. An hour passed. Damn. Yeah, so I got out to the front desk. I'm like, yo, first of all, I'm not paying for this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and second of all, what she said to me and how she treated me was not okay. But, I mean, that's as far as I took it. I just went home after that. But, yo, what the hell? holy shit damn yeah i mean and and it's just a a constant struggle to find these places that are one accepting and listen to you like no i can take it give me more more pressure please it's just a massage like what (laughs) i'm not made out of paper (laughs) yeah it's so funny that you mentioned that because i i wanted to talk about this in a different episode just didn't like it didn't whatever but massages are the number one like test to how (laughs) customer service um or the type of customer service one can receive as a disabled person because I have you know we have our eyes closed or or we're facing down on the bed or whatever and um they don't notice that I'm missing a hand or, you know, missing a body part until they open the blankets up. And whether they decide to touch my entire left body is is up to them. But I also need it, you know. Yeah. And a lot of the times that that side is ignored because, like you said, um, they're scared or they have they have fear that they'll hurt you just because it looks different or yeah. because you check something off of a list. Yeah. So I get all the time. Like, I really had to convince this lady, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's ab- or nail salons, you know? Chloe says that she doesn't um, she doesn't want to go to a nail salon because she fears how they'll treat her 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 two hands, you know? Um, me, I'm just like, well, shit, y'all better give me 50% off because it's half of the work and half of <laughs> It's half of the labor, it's half of the supplies that you're using, and 
I've been blessed to have, you know, really good um, nail techs, but I'm still working on those massage therapists, man. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That's terrible. That's terrible. And I'd love to hear listeners. You can actually leave us voice messages. Um, or you could DM us, whatever. But I'd love to hear any examples you guys want us to share. Because these things are happening to all of us. Like, it's not just you. And yeah. it's, again, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess another example of ableism can be, well, not just the discrimination that's very obvious, you know. Right. Um, where we're, we're denied care or we're denied, you know. Service. Uh-huh. Everything. Another thing I can think of is, Say you walk up to the counter or somebody walks up to the counter and it's one disabled person, one non-disabled person. Don't only speak to the non-disabled person, assuming that um, the person in a wheelchair or what have you is nonverbal. Always. Yeah. Or or just assuming that they can't even speak for themselves, like make their own decisions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you doing? It sounds so obvious to us, but this shit happens all of the time. And it's and it's me being in customer service. It's something that I I preach to my, you know, my employees is that treat everyone exactly the same. Definitely. Just yeah, definitely. And that that extends to treating everybody the same extends to the achievements that you see people with disabilities um, you know, going after. So ableism extends in a way to inspiration porn. And a lot of people don't really get what that means or why people hate it. And obviously we don't speak for everyone with disabilities. Some people love being an inspiration. They don't give a shit. You know, like that's not, that's cool, whatever. But we hate it. (laughs) And this is our podcast. So (laughs) you pointed out a really good, uh, blog or website, um, that caught the attention of, of some some businesses in the last few days. But L.K. Bridgeford, uh, she put out something on how she was constantly being called brave for living with a disability. So her, her definition of inspiration porn it refers to considering an, an achievement something that isn't considered extraordinary. So if you take disability out of the context. So... People with disabilities, you know, are seen as objects of inspiration rather than real live humans with their own values, aspirations and emotions. Um, You see this a lot in commercials where they try and, you know, they they feel I'm not going to put Nike on blast, but (laughs) might get put on blast here. Uh, They feel as though they're um, they're being inclusive or they're showing their token disabled athlete um but rather than rather than just enjoy them and oh hey my athlete happens to be disabled it's like oh hey i'm putting this disability on a pedestal buy my shit don't you love us (laughs) (laughs) like what are you doing is a person treat them like a person first yeah exactly and there are people that that want you to um, to further like that kind of idea, you know, if you say you're a disabled girl who lifts or you put something in your bio or you don't, maybe use a hashtag one time. There are people that will be like, oh, but what is it? Oh, but what? Oh, but what? What? Like, why? 
Why do you need to know? I'm just a person that happens to have something extra going on. This is what I'm doing, a regular everyday thing. Like, what's the, you know, people are out there applauding, um, you know, wheelchair users that are parents. Like, they're doing an everyday thing. And it's harder, but most of the reason that it's harder is because of the able-bodied person creating a world that doesn't include them. Right. There's nothing inspirational. Like, they're just living their life. Unless, you know, they're an all-time champion, uh, an all-time champion, they're breaking all these records, they're the fastest athlete, and they happen to be disabled, yeah, use them as an inspiration, but not on the sole fact that they have a disability, just because they can do it, you can too. Like, inspiration porn, I feel like, is only used um, with the person being inspired um, as context, you know? It's only to inspire the able-bodied. Yeah, it's not, you're not looking at the person and be like, you know what, Mary Beth, I'm happy for you. Look at you deadlifting. That's awesome. That's amazing. No, you're looking at it and be like, oh, I didn't hit the gym today. She's hitting the gym. I should hit the gym. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that has nothing to do with you. She didn't do it for you. She is not going to do it for you. You live your life and find your motivation elsewhere. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Oh my god. Or the or the whole like I don't think I could do that the way that they can, like uh constant um comparing and the way that I see it in a lot of um I guess I guess organizations that try and and be more inclusive or try and um be more accessible. They're like, okay, let's think of it as someone who's missing a leg so let's all hop around on one leg or let's all walk around (laughs) um blindfolded so we know what it's like to be blind like uh why don't you just ask the person next to you um how this building can benefit them best or how this sport can be more inclusive toward them than (laughs) yeah you know playing pretend and then not actually having any discussions right yeah, that makes no sense. And I mean, I mean, I don't know how much you get that personally, the inspiration porn outpouring, but I I do get it. And I'm gonna be honest, though, like I said earlier, you know, if you if you're not in the mood to be an activist in the moment, that's fine. I'm not always in the mood. Like I might not always check somebody. I might just let it go, and I just you know I leave that conversation, and I'm not coming back. But Every time it happens, it's like a little, just you know, just another little dagger in your heart. Like, oh, God, God damn it, not today. I was having a great day. Like, oh, oh God damn it, another person. You know, I made a post. Yeah. I made a post that was like, you know, this is how I feel every day kind of a post. Like, every day my nerve pain makes me feel like I'm walking in hot water with needles. And that really moved this, you know, able-bodied person. Like, oh, you know, when you put that, I was like, damn, if she's doing it, like, I really got to get, like, I don't give a shit about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you expect us to react to that like yeah like what value does that bring to me I don't understand like if you if you are also a spoonie and you're going through some tough times and you didn't think that you could like lift a log over your head and you saw a video of me and you were like okay if she could do it I could do it too like yeah that applies to you yeah mm-hmm. cool because I'm literally doing what you literally think you can't do exactly apples to apples okay we're on the same wavelength but this other person that just you know 
hasn't hit the gym because whatever reasons their motivations aren't there like i'm not gonna be your motivation we're not on the same page because you're only calling me brave or inspirational or motivational with the disability in mind if we take that label away from us we'd be an average joe or jovina but (laughs) (laughs) in the mind bank why the hell like am I all of a sudden inspiration now just like I mean and again we can all take it with a grain of salt you know I don't blow up in somebody's face when they come up to me after a deadlift or after squat at a competition they say you know you're so inspirational like okay I'm not I'm not gonna fall head over heels for you because you feel that way um but you should understand that we do things the same way that you do. Like we shouldn't be applauded for just stepping outside or, or acquiring a job or, or starting a family or squatting, benching and deadlifting, you know? Um, But if we're squatting, benching and deadlifting world records, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. And if, and when I do compete and people see something, man, your deadlift was cool and that's it. Like, thank you. Great. You know, I mean, I don't have a physical disability that they can see and instantly be <laughs> inspiration porn by, but <laughs> so that's awesome that I don't always have to experience that no matter what as the default. But you still get the, I didn't even know, like, oh, why didn't you tell me if I would have known, if you would have known what, you would have felt more sorry for me? Like, so what? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm really, I'm pretty strong. I have some records for my state. Like, that's cool. But like, on a national level, like, I'm not it. And I know that. And that's fine. So if anybody, you know, wants to give me extra, oh, well, at least you were there. Like, no, no, (laughs) anybody could be there. Like, that's not, (laughs) no, (laughs) calm down. Inspiration porn is giving us participation points. We don't Inspir- need that. Yeah. <laughs> it's inspiration porn is like like when you know when you see a celebrity die and everybody posts <laughs> their picture with the celebrity like okay are we talking about you or the celebrity that died like inspiration porn is you made something about you that wasn't about you mm-hmm. <laughs> like what are you doing like i'm glad i assisted you in some way or another to get off of your couch or your bed this morning but that wasn't our intention, and I'm applauding you for doing that because there could have been other things, you know, unraveled within that via depression or other disabilities that you might have. But, like, why can't you let your own, you know, your own reasonings inspire you? Yeah, why, why can't you think of – why can't you just view somebody else's existence and just leave it there? Why do you have to attach something about yourself to it? I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't. But on the opposite end of that, like, I I mean, I'm again, I'm glad that I haven't trained in a commercial gym in a long time or a college rec gym. But the opposite of our inspiration porn is the mansplaining of, oh, I think you should do this the better way because mm-hmm. I know what's best and I'm able bodied. Although right. you have no certifications, you are not a coach, you're not. I, I, a did I pay, do I pay you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Stop that, too. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's not helpful. And I mean, at base level, we're already 
you know, obviously women, right? So that's already like, mm, she doesn't know how to live. Let me tell her something. And then you have something else on top of it. Oh, here we go. You're like a wounded deer. <laughs> like they must be saving you. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. But I think for that, it's like, not only just don't mansplain, but just stop giving unsolicited advice. You know, if you want to have a conversation with someone, get to know them, get to know what their lifting's about, get to know what their struggles are. Cool. Have a conversation. But just stop going up to people and saying, you know, for you, oh, I think you should deadlift like this. I see you're missing a hand. Why don't you try that? No, I don't know you. <laughs> like, no. And and even in other ways, like for me, how many people come up to me like, oh, well, why don't you try gluten-free vegan? Di- I don't, excuse me, I don't know you. <laughs> Who are you? Are you my nutritionist? I didn't step into your office. Yeah. Like, just chill. Yeah. The, the unsolicited advice is, is a bit... Oof. And oof. unsolicited, I mean, like, compliments, too, sometimes can be unsolicited. Like, or just coming from a very wrong, you know, way. Right. Like, again, I think... Uh, the best way to kind of align inspiration porn can be, say, going up to a person of color or or a black woman and calling her um, well-spoken yeah. or educated or sounding this and that. that like it's, it you sounds like is... a compliment, but really, <laughs> what the fuck? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. That's coming with the assumption that all black women should be uneducated and not well-spoken or coming with the understanding that all disabled people don't get into the gym, sit at home and, and, you know, weep their sorrows and feel sorry for themselves because is that what you do? Do you feel sorry for us? Like, I don't understand where this this level of thinking comes from. So with all of that aside, Marcia, how do you think people can be allies? How does this, where does this allyship start? I think it starts, it always starts and it always ends with conversations. Just talk to people. You don't know something, that's fine. Maybe you can ask, maybe you can't. And I feel like there's also that level of people who feel like <clears throat> like they can just demand the information from whoever they want to demand it from. It's a conversation. A conversation works two ways. So if somebody comes up to you and they offend you and they don't understand why, and maybe you decide that that's too much for you, you end that conversation, okay, that conversation's over. But there are people that will enter that and be like, oh, well, she's just being a bitch. I don't understand. I'm not going to be able to learn anything. Like, no, that, was a, that wasn't your moment. Okay, find some other resource. Google is free. Yeah. Google is always free. <laughs> <laughs> like always. Also, minding your business is always free. So if you don't, if you can't have that conversation in that like situation, if it doesn't work, don't take it personal. Move on. Google is free. Also, minding your business always free. Don't give unsolicited advice. Don't make assumptions. Don't don't assume that somebody is wounded and you need to save them. Nobody Ooh. is your damsel in distress. If need help you will ask for it like it's fine chill out (laughs) and say that and say that like you said that conversation 
say it doesn't play out the way you wanted it. Say your answers weren't questioned. Don't victimize yourself. Like, oh, I tried. I guess I'm not going to try anymore. Not going to try to educate myself. Maybe you didn't come out of it with true intentions. Like, be intentional about your questions and your curiosity rather than, you know, separating yourself from the disabled individual. Like, you could be disabled anytime. You could get yeah. into a car accident. You could become old. You can, you know, knock on wood, get all these. Yeah, you can have some random rare Guillain beret because you got, you know, bit by a spider. Then boom, now you're yeah. in the hospital. Really, it it can happen to anyone at any time. And you can't come from a place of, oh, I'm so here and I want information. They won't give it to me. They won't talk. Like, no, chill out. You don't know what that person went through. You don't know what their day was like. For like for all you know, like a a family member could have died, and you just making some random ableist comment was like it, and that's it. They're shut down for the rest of the day, and after this conversation's end, they're just gonna go sit on the couch and cry all day. Like you don't know, mm-hmm. so just make that assumption. Like I want the information. I have questions that need to be answered. Who are you? <laughs> and know that everyone's experience is different. Just yeah. because every like you know somebody else that has a spinal cord injury. Um, and they aren't always in their wheelchair. Somebody else that has happens to have one and is always in their wheelchair. You know, there are levels to that. There are levels to every injury, and um, every disability is different. Like, the limb difference community varies so much. Um, and just, I guess, opening your eyes and realizing that we're everywhere, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Whether you like, knew it or not. <laughs> whether you like it or not and you don't need to know it all like you're on a need to know basis (laughs) or a need to not know basis yeah there are people that are out there that would be like i took a diversity class like i'm not patting you on the back like i'm I'm still diverse every day (laughs) like i don't live this in a one-hour class this is every day at all times so like understand that that you can you can get out of your comfort zone and have to do some work with an open heart and an open mind, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just about the conversation. It's about people who are, you know, business owners or employers or casting agencies. Like, be intentional about your representation also. Definitely. Don't just talk about how much you include, you know, your token black friend or your token um body positive friend you know be intentional about that representation and and it it goes a long way it's very powerful and especially in in this fitness and powerlifting community you know where you participate is usually going to be the small circle of the same people and if you're a gym owner and you see you know there's a certain culture here that's not really vibing with what i want to vibe with you you can say something you could perpetuate that change or even if it's something as simple as, mm, there's never any ramps at this event, say something. It, you know, it doesn't always have to be like a huge transformative experience, but, you know, you just keep chipping away and some change can happen. You got to start somewhere. Nobody's asking you to be Rosa Parks. Nobody's asking you to like quit your job and become a full-time activist. Just be a little more intentional. Whatever that means. Whatever that means in your circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Just do something. <laughs> 
and you don't have to wait until it affects you or it affects someone in your family. Like exactly. if you notice that something is lacking or something is missing to be more inclusive for all members of the community, not just a disabled person, but everyone, um, then, you know, you could be the first person to start that. There's a lot of ways. Pick one, start there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think about it all the time at my job because, you know, arts and entertainment venues, performing arts venues, um, you know, we have people with disabilities, hard of walking people coming in and out all the time. And we consider whether our walkways are clear, whether we have and how many wheelchair spaces we have open. You know, it's not just ramps. And rather than thinking of it as a checklist, it's more of like, how can everyone enjoy this equally, equitably, you know, and how can we make it accessible for everyone? Exactly. Um, and so keeping all of those senses in mind, like someone who can't necessarily see or hear or smell or walk, you know, keeping all of that in mind when you're building a project or when you're building an organization, um, that's, I think, the easiest way to be inclusive, discovering how all of those senses can be targeted. Did you find a spider? <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Marcia is uh, joining in live from her. <laughs> <laughs> I am in my closet. DIY podcasting, come at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think when you're starting a pro project that is supposed to be for the public, you have to think about the public in its entirety. Like, who is it? Not just someone who looks like me or talks like me or moves like me. There are other people out there. <laughs> just think yeah. about us. That's all. That's all. Start there, please. And not forgetting that we're we're paying members, we're paying subscribers. You know, we're mm -hmm. we're all your customer. Exactly. Any other closing statements you have? I think you were pretty solid so far uncovering that. That was good. That was good, y'all. Right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. If you encounter some everyday ableism, you want to share it with us, send us a voice message, link in our Instagram bio, or send us an email, and we'll share it on the show because we'll, we'll definitely be revisiting this topic, you know, more than once. Oh, I can't and wait. Yeah, and it doesn't, it could be related to fitness and powerlifting and strongman, or it could be anything else. Whatever you want to get off your chest, get it off your chest. And in these everyday circumstances, don't keep it to yourself. Talk about it. Because it was not okay. Disabled Girls out. Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram at Disabled Girls Who Left.